Imagine that Earth's rotation stops one day and tomorrow never comes. Life will never be the same. But if you can escape to an underground bunker, you may have a chance to carry on. Normally, our planet makes a rotation every 24 hours at a speed of 1,040 miles per hour. This is faster than the speed of sound and several times faster than the fastest cars in the world. We don't feel it while it's rotating, but we will when the Earth suddenly stops. At the last second, you run into an underground bunker. You close the hatch, go deep underground, and hear the chaos that has begun on the surface. All the people, houses, cars, ships, roads, trees, animals, topsoil, anything not connected to bedrock will fly off to the east. Hurricanes and tsunamis will appear. The endless day brings huge global earthquakes, and volcanoes will awaken and erupt, threatening to destroy everything. Meanwhile, you're drinking tea and waiting in the bunker until the catastrophe ends. Two days later, you realize that silence has come to the surface. You go upstairs, open the hatch, and water flows inside the bunker. Great, your shelter is flooded. You swim to the surface and find yourself on the middle of the ocean. Fortunately, a big ship passes by with other survivors and they take you on board. You're looking around and realize that the water seems to be almost everywhere on the planet now. Since the global stopping, the water on Earth has united into two oceans, the North and South, and all continents have become one, connected on the equator. You and the survivors sail a very long time under the scorching sun. Then night comes, not because the day has finally ended, but because the ship has arrived at the other half of the Earth. The unbearable heat is replaced by terrible cold. You're finally approaching the equator, and you can see land, but unfortunately, everything is frozen here. On this side of the planet, all nature freezes and night never ends. It'll be very difficult to move around to get food. You need to find the land on the warm half of the planet. Weeks later, you arrive, but find nothing except a desert. The temperature is so high that agriculture can't be created here. You start to worry that there's nowhere for you to go. But there is one area. The border between the hot and cold halves have ideal conditions for living. Places where you can watch the endless sunset or dawn. You arrive here and finally get some rest and sleep. But it turns out now you have some problems with this, too. Your sleep biorhythms are damaged because of the long bright day and the long dark night. This affected your psychological and physical development. It takes a while for you to fall asleep. But life is getting better. You build a house, even start farming, but not for long. The temperature drops very fast and it becomes colder and darker outside. This happens because the Earth is slowly spinning around the sun and the borders are shifting. You build a motorhome and travel around the world, following the space between the hot and cold sides of the planet, with long stops to enjoy sunsets and rises. You hear a strange sound. The sound of storm. A big wave approaches you. Come on, what's happened this time? Well, the Earth's shape has changed. Our planet has become more of a sphere or ball. Before, the Earth's shape was flattened because of the fast rotation. It was wider at the equator and had a slightly flattened circle shape. When the Earth stopped, it became perfectly round. The world's oceans change again. Floods are inevitable. Fortunately, you have a little boat and you sail around the world once more. When you find land, you face another big problem. But this time, it's not from Earth. It's space radiation. 
The old magnetic field worked thanks to the Earth's rotation. It protected us from the solar winds, ultraviolet radiation, and radiation from the deeps of space. Now it's gone. Without it, existence on the surface of the planet is impossible. Time to go back underground. You're hiding in a new bunker with other survivors. You dig tunnels, build underground cities, and only go to the surface in special protective suits. But there is nothing left. No plants or trees or animal life. You have to grow wheat and plants in the underground city using artificial lights. But things could be even worse if the Earth halted completely. If the Earth stops spinning around the Sun, the Sun's gravity will pull our planet so quickly that people won't have time to create a huge spacecraft to evacuate. Normally, our planet spinning around the Sun is like riding a fast carousel. You can't get too close to the center because of the high speed. In fact, billions of years ago, the Earth rotated even faster, and days passed in 14 to 18 hours. But every 100 years, the day length increases by about 2 milliseconds. And what if the Earth rotates backward? Unfortunately, there won't be any time traveling to the past. Continents and oceans would remain in their place, but the weather conditions would greatly change. Using computer simulations, you find that deserts would cover North America and replace the Amazon rainforest. Western Europe will be much colder. Central Africa will be overgrown with lush forests and green fields. Dense trees, rivers, and lakes would appear in the Sahara Desert. You wish you could live in a place with a very long day, without catastrophes, where the sun is always warm, the flowers are blooming, and people are happy. Well, there were such places like this on Old Earth, close to the North Pole. Finland, Sweden, Norway, Canada. These long sunny days are the result of the tilt of Earth's axis. Up at the top, the North Pole just can't hide from the light. The shortest polar day lasts almost two days. And the longest is about six months. However, a place where the sun always shines exists nowhere on Earth. Sooner or later, night will come. Wow, what's going on? Everything seems to be moving so fast. You're going through a wormhole of some kind and can't stop. You're moving faster and faster until you see the light at the end. Suddenly, it's all black. You wake up after a few seconds in a pixelated world. You're in some kind of forest surrounded by giant trees and rocks. You get up and look around you. There's wind, but you can't feel it on your skin. You look at your hands and see that you're wearing gauntlets. There's a button on your left hand that shows your avatar. You click it, and you see yourself protected with a full outfit and stats. Looks like you're wearing a rogue desert outfit with a shawl covering your face. There's an option that shows a selection of skins. You go through them and see a bunch of wacky clothes for all occasions and scenarios. You realize that the outfit you're wearing doesn't match the environment, so you select something suitable, a robe with a hood to cover your hair. After changing your skin, you walk around the area and try to see if there's anyone around. You hear some noise coming from what appears to be a small village. You head over there and start walking among the crowd. You can see everyone's profile and stats through your avatar. You get a notification. You enrolled in an experimental program to be in this virtual world for 365 days. After completing the experiment, they reward you with $5 million if you find the secret treasure. According to the organizers, it will take a year to find it. The clock starts ticking. The first 10 people who find the treasure will win the prize. 
You approach different kiosks to try and find a way to interact, but nothing is working. After walking for a while, you get a notification that someone from the experiment is nearby. They're not too far on the map, but it doesn't tell you who they are or what they look like. You approach the character and see that it's a female Madge dressed in a flashy way. Before you say anything, she tells you that every conversation is recorded, so you have to be careful. She shows you some features that you missed. She has the option to transport you to other metaverses. She opens a portal and takes you to a randomly generated reality through a wormhole similar to the one you went through on your way here. You close your eyes and wake up in some empty city. It's raining heavily. You get a notification that you're in an unknown area of the metaverse. You change your clothes to blend in with the environment and snoop around. You get to the town square and see that this place is on the dark side of the metaverse. The girl took you off course to delay you from finding the treasure. You can't find the girl who took you here, and for some reason, you can't transport to another metaverse. Another notification pops up, showing you that two more people from the experiment are nearby. You start walking, keeping your head to the ground. You bump into someone from the experiment, looking like a giant lizard. He interacts with you and tells you that this place isn't safe and you should go with him. Your gut feeling tells you not to trust him. He takes you to a back alley, and you immediately realize that something isn't right. After repeatedly tapping on the button, you're taken to a futuristic-looking city with thousands of users. Your costume draws a lot of attention, so you immediately change into something modern to blend in. You explore the city and see many familiar brands from the real world. The metaverse earns income through innovative advertising, which targets users who have similar interests. Many of these ads show products that you can buy in this virtual world and use them. You check your balance and see that you have enough crypto coins to buy plenty of things. But the experiment only provides you with a certain quota per day. If you violate any terms or rules, then your quota will be reduced. And just like in the real world, you need currency to survive in the metaverse. You don't need food or water here. In this world, they want you to buy advertised items to progress. You find out that there are other people in the experiment attending an exclusive party with some celebrities, but the only way to get inside is to buy a special pair of shoes as NFTs. These are non-fungible tokens that determine you as the real owner of this item, even though there might be plenty of them around. They're registered to your name in the public domain. The big problem is that they cost a lot. You can't wait until your quota increases, so you find a creative way to enter. After a while, you see someone who is about to attend the party and engage with him. He accepts, and you propose trading one of your valuable skins for his shoes. After negotiating, he finally agrees, and you get the shoes to enter. You're automatically accepted and try to mingle. The theme of the party is hip-hop. So, you change skins for the occasion and try to find more people like you. No luck. You find an ornament, which is your first clue to getting closer to the prize. The people at the party notice that you're in the experiment and try to kick you out. But after dodging the security, you grab the ornament and break into safety. The ornament reads that for the next few months, you'll have to visit the four corners of the Earth. You just can't jump into any metaverse randomly. It has to be adjacent ones. So, one by one, 
you head to different parts of the metaverse to search for clues collecting precious NFTs and trading them with random users to unlock other places. You visit places from scorching deserts to candy lands and everything else in between. A few months later, you finally complete the quest for the ornament. You're in the final spot, which is a sky town in the clouds. Everything is powered by the wind and giant birds. You get a notification of a clue that reads, you're closer to the prize. You have to cross the threshold of reality to find the treasure. You scratch your head in confusion, trying to understand what it could mean. Suddenly, you see the girl who took you to the dangerous metaverse town. She is one of the few people who reached as far as you did. She then disappears into the crowd. You can't let her beat you, so you start chasing her. You can spot her running through the crowd. You get caught up with some people who initiate a conversation with you. She gets on a giant eagle and flies away. You spend the next couple of months trying to figure out where to go. You revisit some of the old places to see if you missed out on anything. Only a month left until the experiment ends. Then you realize that you've been doing it wrong the whole time. Try to imagine what it would be like if you woke up one day and everything around you was pink. And I mean literally, not just having a think pink vibe. Everything from your walls to your bed, desk, armchair, and even the clothes you wear would be rosy. Would you be able to live in such a world for a whole week? Your first thought might be, is there something wrong with my eyes? For most people, the answer is no. Even if there was something wrong with your vision, the chances are you wouldn't end up seeing just one single color for the rest of your life. Most people who are colorblind are born that way even though there are rare cases in which you can develop this condition later in life. And even those people who are totally colorblind see the world only in black, white, and gray. Most people with colorblindness have problems perceiving certain colors. Their greatest difficulty is distinguishing the shades of the same color. But let's get back to our pink world, shall we? Is pink a special color for our brain? When you think about pink objects, you most likely associate them with emotions like love and kindness. In some cases, looking at the color pink for longer periods of time can actually make people feel more agitated. In sports, teams have been known to paint the opposing team's locker room pink in an attempt to decrease their energy and performance. This tactic was implemented by an American coach who believed the all-pink room would mess with the minds of the opposing teams. What if I told you that this specific shade of pink you woke up to had special powers, though? In the 1970s, a scientist named Alexander Schaus found a color that made people feel calm and relaxed. After lots of experiments to test the effects of different colors on people's behavior, he found this specific color which he named the Schaus pink. His study showed that when people looked at a bright color, they lost strength in their muscles. But when they looked at the color blue, their strength returned to normal. The researcher talked about this in public lectures and even showed it on TV. He invited a bodybuilder and concluded that they could not do a single bicep curl after staring at the pink color. Schaus was so sure of his discovery that he even suggested that prisons should paint holding cells pink to calm people down. Two officers at a U.S. prison tested this idea by painting one holding cell pink and found that some inmates became calmer after being in the pink cell for 15 minutes. 
In any case, Shouse's original research hasn't been proven to be true by the following studies, but that doesn't mean you can't mm-hmm. test it out for yourself. There's no way to tell how your brain might react to living in a pink world for a day, a week, or even a whole month. It all has to do with your previous experience with this color. If it was a happy one, you might actually like living in a pink environment. However, it may be hard on your eyes after a certain point. But we can't say that the colors we surround ourselves with don't affect us. Carl Jung, a famous Swiss psychoanalyst, developed a theory of color psychology, also known as Jungian color theory. He believed that each color meant something different somewhere in the back of our mind and had the power to reveal deeper thoughts. He thought that colors could be used to understand an individual's innermost thoughts and feelings. For example, he considered the color blue to be formal and precise, while green made people feel relaxed and patient. While looking at the color yellow, people became more sociable, and if you liked the color red, it meant you were competitive and strong-willed. Pink isn't the only color people have studied to see its effects on the brain. Let's take green for instance. Would you feel better living in a green world? Well, looking at this color can actually help you focus better. Studies have shown that people who take short breaks to look at pictures of green things, like trees or grass, concentrate better on boring tasks and make fewer mistakes. This is because green is a soothing color that is easy for our eyes and brain to see. I mean, it's the color we often find in nature, so it's no wonder most of us find it soothing. When it comes to red and orange, we should use these in moderation. So, no orange houses for me, thank you. These colors can make you feel more energized and active, but too much can be bad. Researchers concluded that being surrounded by red or orange for long periods of time can make us fussy. Let's not forget about blue. It can make you feel calm and rested, but it can also make you feel gloomy, especially those darker shades. Waking up in a blue world might come with its own set of problems, depending on the shade. Then, there's the problem with blue light. It's the type of light screens emit. At times, it can be bad for your sleep because such a light can trick your brain into thinking it's still daylight. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.